Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Wynn Elliott, your host for Guest Star, a transcribed feature program brought to you by United States Savings Bonds and this station as a public service. Let it serve as a pleasant reminder that the finest, safest investment in the world today is a United States savings bond. Protect your future with a nest egg of savings bonds. You know, in past weeks, this program has featured, among others, Bing Crosby and his motion picture fellow traveler, Bob Hope. But it would be unfair, nay, more than that, it would be unthinkable if we were to ignore the third and, believe me, the most beautiful of the stars involved in such pictures as The Road to Morocco... The Road to Rio, The Road to Utopia, and all the rest of The Road to Epics. Of course, I refer to the young lady who is our guest today, who, from the moment of her arrival at the studio, has raised the blood pressure of every man in the Savings Bonds Orchestra to dangerous proportions, and that is Miss Dorothy Lamour. However, we must control ourselves for a minute or two longer so that the orchestra can greet this dark-eyed senorita properly with an appropriate selection. And here is a special arrangement by conductor Harry Sosnick of Lady of Spain. Thank you, Harry Sosnick. And now, friends, our special guest, famous star of radio and motion pictures, Miss Dorothy Lamour. Miss Lamour is featured in a radio sketch written especially for her appearance on this program by Lewis Hayward. Chemical Reaction.
Miss Twinklebottom was secretary to Anthony Dixon III. Miss Twinklebottom had been secretary to Anthony Dixon II. Miss Twinklebottom had been secretary at Dixon's, the patent medicine house, as long as anyone could remember. Miss Twinklebottom was a good secretary. Miss Twinklebottom was a careful secretary. Miss Twinklebottom liked her boss, but she sort of felt that he had no romance in his soul. Miss Twinklebottom kept a record of all the people who called on her boss, Anthony Dixon III. And her entry for the 18th read... The most charming visitor today, Margaret Drew, to see Mr. Dixon. She said it was business. Mr. Dixon wouldn't see her. Said women knew nothing about business. She was very pretty. Oh, poor Mr. Dixon. And the entry for the 19th read... Margaret Drew to see Mr. Dixon again today. He won't see her. He's much prettier than I thought. And today, just as Miss Twinklebottom begins her typing, she has a visitor. That's right. It's Margaret Drew. Good morning, Miss Drew. Still trying to see Mr. Dixon? That's right. Could you find out if... Well, I'll try, but I don't think it'll do much good. Mr. Dixon just doesn't like women in business. Oh, poor man, just like his father. One moment. What is it, Miss Twinklebottom? Mr. Dixon, Miss Drew is here to see you again. Tell her to go away. I don't want to see her. I don't know her. I don't want to know her. Mr. Dixon isn't in just now, Miss Drew. I think he's a very rude man. I'm going in to see him and tell him so. Oh, I'm afraid I won't be able to let you in to see him, Miss Drew. I was afraid you'd be afraid. That's why I brought this. Now, will you let me in? Again? Well, I thought you didn't know, Mr. Dixon. I don't, but I'm going to. Well, aren't you going to shoot him? We haven't been introduced. I just need this for demonstration purposes. And, uh, persuasion? Oh, well, in that case, I needn't call the police, need I? Unless you intend holding him up. I'm hardly a uh, gun mom. I told you that I was a chemist. In that case, my dear, Mr. Dixon's office is straight ahead of you. Go right in and good luck. Thank you. You've been very kind. Oh, not at all. And I'll be right out here if you need me. I'll be with you in a moment, Miss Twinklebottom. If you take the trouble to look up when someone entered your office, Mr. Dixon, you'd see that I'm not Miss Twinklebottom. Yeah? No, that's right. Wait, you're not Miss Twinklebottom. Why not? I mean, what are you doing here, then? Miss Twinklebottom, there's a strange woman in my office. What's she doing here? Who is she? She has a gun, Mr. Dixon. And why don't you ask her? Miss Twinklebottom says you have a gun. It's been pointing at you ever since I came in. If you weren't so rude, you would have noticed. I beg your pardon, but I'm very busy. I know. I've been trying to see you for three days. I still think it's rudeness, not business. You have a reason for pointing that gun at me? Yes. I want to see you smoke a cigarette. You're insane. You're a female lunatic. I'm not. I'm a chemist. Go ahead, light a cigarette. I'm sorry, I don't smoke. You're going to start learning now. Here, take one of mine. Uh, as long as you're holding the gun. Exactly. Now light it. <laughs> That's right. Now, uh... Take one more puff. You, you shot it out from between my lips. Exactly. That's just what I wanted to show you, Mr. Dixon. I have nerves of steel. You can have nerves of steel. Anyone can have nerves of steel. Is anything wrong? Miss Twinklebottom, this, this mad woman just shot a cigarette out from between my lips. Oh, but you don't smoke, Mr. Dixon. Hang it all, she made me. Call the police. You... I promised you wouldn't shoot Mr. Dixon through. I didn't. I shot a cigarette. Don't just stand there talking. Call the police. Very well, Mr. Dixon. Just as soon as I finish the letter to Clay, Associates. 
And it's a very long letter. Miss Twinklebottom! Miss Twinklebottom! I think she likes me. Or maybe she just hates you. Frankly, I could understand either one. Well, she's gone crazy, too. After all these years, Twinklebottom has gone crazy. Oh, all right. What is it? You came into my office, made me light a cigarette, shot the cigarette out from between my lips, and told me you have nerves of steel. Well, I believe you. You have nerves of steel. I can have nerves of steel. As long as we see eye to eye on that, I guess I can put my gun away. Yes, I'd be much more comfortable. Uh, Mr. Dixon, I'm a chemist. You said that already. You're repeating yourself. For the past year, I've been working with seaweed. I discovered something, a compound of pelt that gives you nerves of steel. Since I've discovered it, I haven't been nervous. Well, my congratulations to you. Goodbye. I'm not leaving yet. And don't be rude. Or I'll have to take the gun out again. Yeah. Very well, then. Won't you be seated? Tell me more about this discovery of yours. That's all there is. I discovered this new process. You're one of the largest patent medicine houses in the country. Simple, isn't it? I sell you my formula. You sell Nervo to the public. Oh, I can see it all now. A nation of women going around shooting out cigarettes from between men's lips. I, I, I hardly think it's practical. That was just a demonstration. You're very nervous. Look at the way you're fiddling with that pencil. It's just habit. No, it's nerves. You need some Nervo. Miss Drew, I'm very busy. Will and... you please ring for Miss Twinklebottom? Oh, good, good. You mean you're leaving? Not just yet. Please ring for us. Oh, very well. Rang for me, Mr. Dixon. No, she did. Oh, what is it, Miss Drew? Uh, would you mind bringing in a glass of water for Mr. Dixon and Miss Twinklebottom? I'm not thirsty. You can't take Nervo without water. I'm not taking Nervo. Hey, put the gun back. I'm taking Nervo. Glass of water, Miss Twinklebottom. Thank you. Not at all. Your water, Mr. Dixon. Your Nervo, Mr. Dixon. May I watch? Of course, Miss Twinklebottom. You've been most helpful. Uh... How does one take this Nervo? Just mix it in the water. One, two, three. One, two, three. Miss mm-hmm. Twinklebottom, you'll probably be fired for this. According to the terms of your father's will, I can't be fired. How do you feel? Slightly nauseated, thank you. I mean your nerves. Why, I... Well, now that you mention it, I do feel more relaxed. You stop fiddling with your pencil. Isn't it a beautiful day? Oh, it is, it is. Makes one feel like going out in the park and relaxing. And you're a very beautiful girl, Miss Drew. And intelligent, too, I might add. Suppose we have lunch together and discuss business to it. I'd be delighted to, Mr. Dixon. And Miss Swinglebottom, you take the rest of the day off. Oh, why, Miss Dixon? Why, this hasn't happened since the day your father met a girl and got married that same afternoon. <laughs> so I've been told. Well, history has a way of repeating itself, they say. They tell everyone in the office to take the day off, Miss Twinklebottom. Thank you, Dorothy Lamore. Gosh, Dorothy, that was a great performance. Well, thank you, Wynn. It was fun playing the part. But what really pleased me more than anything else was to have this opportunity to say a word or two about savings bonds. They really are the world's finest investments. I buy them myself, and I recommend them sincerely to everyone listening in. They're safe, they're profitable, they're easy to buy through the payroll savings plan or, for those who are self-employed, through the bond-a-month plan. They're the surest way I know to make certain that your future is secure. So buy savings bonds, everyone. They're an investment in the finest country in the world. Thanks for listening, and 
Goodbye. Goodbye, Dorothy L'Amour, and come again. Now, here's the final number from the Savings Bonds Orchestra. You may think you recognize a popular tune. It's really the famous Quaker Etude in a special Sosnick arrangement. Transcribed feature program brought to you as a public service each week at this same time by this station and United States Savings Bond. Our guest today was the famous star of radio and motion pictures, Miss Dorothy L'Amour, with Les Tremaine and Madeline Dunn. Music was by Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra. Your host is Wynn Elliott, saying goodbye until next week when we'll have another fine show for you. Meanwhile, remember that your future won't wait. Do something about it now. Plan for it with a good nest egg of United States Savings Bond.